Welcome to God Stories Radio, Session 2. And we're really excited to be here today. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. We are extremely excited to be uh, coming your way today, and we just appreciate you hanging out with us for 15 or 20 minutes to listen to uh, what God's got to say. And um, how you doing, Mike? How's your week been? Oh, it's been a, a great week. Um, just trying to follow where God's taken me. Uh, trying to uh, do the best I can wherever he takes me in any given uh, thing. I go to work and try to work as if it's to, for the Lord and see what comes out of it. I've had a, an interesting week as well, and uh, just about time that I question why God has got me in this industry, I, something happens and um, I get a blessing of some sort. You know, I got promoted to uh, man, site manager, which they gave me the apartment that's attached to the office as a part of my compensation package, which means now I live on them so I don't have rent and electric. And in light of the fact that, um, you know, uh, Aubrey's transplant will be coming up shortly, I need to kind of, you know, push away as much money as I can. And that's just less bills that I have to contend with when I'm out of work or when, when I'm with her. So I can see where he's putting the chess pieces together Anything cool that's happened? He knows what he's week? doing. He does. He does know what he's doing. But I, you, I heard you got a raise, which was good. Praise God. I did get a raise. It was uh, a long time coming, I guess. God is good. Yes, he is. All the time. He really is. And um got a very special guest today in our studio, and it, I happen to be pretty partial to this person. It is Aubrey Faith Amrine, my daughter. Hi. And she's going to hang out with us uh, for the next few minutes, and we're going to kind of listen to her testimony. She's going to tell it best she can, but I think it's going to be a blessing to you. Aubrey, just um, kind of start from scratch. Take us up to uh, present day best you can, and we'll kind of ask you some questions along and along. All right. Well, I know how most people's testimonies kind of start on a good note, and then they kind of just say how... God had to break them down to get something out of it. But the sad part about my testimony is it starts kind of bad and I build up, which is great. Because I started at nine months old with a really rare disease called atypical hemolytic uremic syndrome, which sadly they didn't find out till I was about maybe a year and a half old, that they actually found out what it was. The disease kills my kidneys and any other organ it can get to. But I've been blessed to just just my kidneys. As I went through life, I've had gone through many dialysis procedures and um, many surgeries to get ports put in place and... I've had many surgeries done for, I had a surgery for my kidney transplant when I was eight years old, and I've had those kidneys since, for five years, and then they started failing in 2009, I had to go back on dialysis. That was just one kidney. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't two kidneys. Kidney. And you mentioned the word dialysis. From what I know, isn't it like three times a week you go? There's peritoneal dialysis, and then there's hemodialysis. The peritoneal one that I did was every night, and it's a long process of hooking up a machine and hooking up yourself to the machine and all this stuff. And then the hemodialysis, where 
you actually go to a hospital or a dialysis center, which is three times a week, and that's where they clean your blood and they just try to get all of the fluid off of you that you can't get off yourself because your kidneys don't work. I just wanted to have the listeners uh, get an idea of uh, how often this mm-hmm. takes place. Yeah. She goes three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and um, Lake County Transit, God bless them, picks her up and takes her, brings her home so that I'm able to work. I, I did want to just back up a little bit and explain to the listeners that um, who are not familiar with atypical HUS or hemolytic uremic syndrome, basically um, it's easily described as she's missing the switch that turns off the immune system. Mm-hmm. So say, Mike, if you cut your arm and you know, all your white cells rush there and it forms a scab. And then your body knows to shut that immune system off once it's done. She's missing that switch that shuts it off. So her immune system runs rampant all the time and it kills everything in its path. And it killed her native kidneys back in 2000. They, they had to take them both out. That's her, when her dialysis began, uh, her journey of dialysis. But that's kind of it explained. And then um, I'll let her take it from here and then we'll kind of explain where we are modern day and now that science has kind of embraced this and they've there's been a lot of research over the years with hus and she was one of only two cases in the world discovered with this since then they've discovered other youth with it but still she is only one of two cases with this particular uh genetic uh mutation i guess would be the right word for that so go ahead baby um as far as my health goes um, right now, I'm still currently on hemodialysis, which is the one I go to three times a week. Where I'm really close to being listed for a liver kidney transplant. In fact, I've done everything and I've gotten all the tests done, and hopefully within the next week or so, I should be on the list, which that can take maybe weeks or months to get a transplant. And there's also stuff that's gone on in my personal life that's affected me, my spiritual journey, I guess you could say. Because being only 16, you're kind of told what to do as a child. And so it's when I was really little, we were very active in church and things were really great. And as I grew up, we... My mom and my dad got divorced, and so once he got remarried, I I obviously had a stepmom, and that's who I lived with was my dad and my stepmom. And we were really active in church for the first few years, and my health was really great. And I honestly believe that what I'm about to tell you next had something to do with my health because as we went on in life, the world got more involved, and I got older, and the world got more involved, and... We stopped going to church. We didn't attend church, and God wasn't really, really active in our lives then. Well, he was, but we weren't active in what he wanted us to do. And I got more involved with my friends and more in my church, and I just, I didn't, I just stopped really acknowledging that God was even there. I think God doesn't punish you, but he makes things in your path to make you see that you do need him and you do like humans we long for something greater and I think that by maybe even 
affecting my health because he lets things happen to you that by my kidneys failing and more personal stuff with my my parents that God kind of like put us over his knee and spanked us and was like you're doing the wrong thing <laughs> uh, we've both <laughs> we've both been through spankings haven't oh, we yeah. uh, <laughs> Mike uh, two by four beside the head no doubt and about it so being that my dad and my stepmom you know their relationship had to crumble but me and my dad are a lot more we're closer than we ever were and my health is getting better I'm almost on the list for transplant and just by us wanting to get closer to God and the other things not mattering as much our our lives are just changing and it's going to be exciting to see where things are going to go once I'm not on dialysis three times a week and you know just the things that are going to happen that I'm still young I'm only 16 so it's a wonder what's going to happen after I've had all this experience and who I'm excited to see who I help when I'm older because it's just <laughs> crazy that to was going to be one of my questions is <laughs> I heard things you talk here and there and I <clears throat> I, I believe and I think that uh, you're going to uh, probably end up in a ministry somewhere uh, helping people going mm-hmm. through stuff like you have well I'm, I, I've thought about being like a psychologist and everything for children or because I think I could really help someone and everyone's like you should be a doctor and I'm like no thank you I don't feel like I'm being called to be a doctor because one I've been in a hospital my whole life I really don't feel like it's meant for me to be there the rest of my life (laughs) but um I definitely want to help people whether it's kids because I love kids or whether it's adults or maybe both or animals something I just feel like I could help someone and I I want to do that I think not only that she's going to be able to help people spiritually but help people physically because this particular disease you know I I remember uh, you know back when HIV first became prevalent you know people knew nothing about it they were scared there was no data there was nothing on the books so to speak but in a, when her disease became prevalent she's been battling this since nine months of age they'd never heard of it before and she's been from everywhere from Pittsburgh to I've Philadelphia to Miami <laughs> she's been um, pretty much across the United States as a pincushion for this disease and coming into modern day um, there was only f- they have since discovered that replacing the liver and the kidney will be the answer because they have since just found that that the liver houses the switch or houses the complement in her blood that she needs but there was only four institutions in the u.s that would even talk to us about it but thank goodness miami came forward jackson memorial and we have since for the last year and a half been making trips for testing to miami committed to take us on um, they were the first university, I believe, I was told they'd do a four-organ transplant all at one time. Uh, but kidney liver is very rare. They do kidney pancreas all the time, but kidney liver, very rare. So what they're going to do is put her in a, an induced a coma and have her out for about a three-day period. The liver team will go in first. 
do their thing, let the liver work for about 24 hours, and then they will, the kidney team will take over. This will be about a three-day ongoing nonstop process. Just to this point, it has been a miracle, and watching God arrange the, tri- the chess pieces has been amazing, right down to the doctors, the contacts, the finances, my job, everything. It's just been amazing to watch how he does it. You know, but the hardest lesson in this whole thing is just the patience and perseverance. Tell us a little bit about your education. Tell us a little bit about about what you, you what what your heart's desire is. What you'd like to see God do in your life. Um. Well, I as far as right now, I would like to help people. Like I said, I probably would want to go into maybe like child psychology and kind of help kids who are going through a rough time you know maybe go to college for myself and just be able to prove something to myself that hey I I did this through God God helped me get through this and right now I'm trying to make it through high school and I've had health issues during high school which have have been delays but right now I'm on a great path and the way things are looking, God is moving in my life, and it's clear that he's on my side. So something has got to happen in my life. I don't know what yet. I've been praying for him to help me see what's going to happen, but, you know, from well, I think what's on, really neat, too, is he just pays attention to the details, and one big detail was is well, we needed a homebound teacher mm-hmm. when you couldn't uh, attend school on a regular yeah. basis, and Scott stepped up from Easteridge and said, I'll do it. And he just happens to be a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, a Christian single man. I mean, he's amazing. And he's worked with, uh, you know, homebound sick children before. So anytime she's had a really bad day, he's like, school's second. And I wonder who that was. Well, geez, I don't know. (laughs) Could it be that he's in charge? In control. Yes, most definitely. Well, Aubrey... Thanks for coming by Thank and sharing with us today. Me. We're just, uh, like I said, this is such a joy to do. We could just sit here and talk all night. We're going to be putting out more of these, a lot of these, and we just appreciate you stopping by and listening to us. And, uh, you know, if anything blesses you or you hear something uh, good, let us know. Uh, visit us on our blog at um, godstoriesradio.com. Stop by there and let us know you listened or it blessed you. We'll take criticism as well. Let us know what you want to hear, what you'd like to hear. We love to hear from you. So, uh, and I I believe, I believe that again, uh, like we said the first time, uh, God set this up for uh, the people that are going to be talking and telling their testimonies or their story, so to speak. That uh, it will be able to help people out there to uh, get through what they're going through. That's right. Comfort those as, as you have been comforted. I it sticks that. in my mind. Absolutely. That is the truth. Well, we're going to sign off for now. Until next time, I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And this is God Stories Radio, Session 2. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.